I think you really have to pause, first of all, and not overreact to the data that's coming at you. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. You've got to stop and pause before you overreact to the data that it's really easy with the neuroses of programmers to be able to take that information and maybe be irresponsible about it. A radio station can go from the top of the game and then suddenly the programmer can look like an idiot all of a sudden and it has nothing to do with anything that's really happened. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. If Brandwith means the fusion of brilliant branding with sharp, smart use of various bandwidth options, well, this time we have the perfect guest. Buzz Knight knows where radio and related platforms are coming from and likely to be heading to next. He's been a great programmer, programming legendary stations like WZLX in Boston, WNORFM in Norfolk, WLVQFM in Columbus, and was even on the air at the world-famous WNEWFM in New York. And he was named head of programming for Greater Media, served as VP programming for Beasley, served on committees and boards, dedicated to audience measurement. Now, he's launched his very own firm, Buzz Night Media. Brand of On Demand proudly welcomes back Buzz Knight. Hey, Buzz. Welcome. Hey, Kipper. Hey, David. Nice to talk to you again. Hey, Buzz. It's always great to have the data mastermind in the house. So we're going through this pandemic thing. Let's hope it ends soon and we can move on. And when we do, people are going to want to know your thoughts. As a former group guy now running your own shop, they're going to ask you to review a radio station. And when they do, what are some of the first things you're going to look at, be they ratings or operational standards? How are you going to tell just how they're doing? In other words, what are your KPIs, your key performance indicators? Well, obviously, first and foremost, we try to see what the uh, results are when it comes to Nielsen performance, whether we're talking about a PPM market or a diary market. So the first form of metrics certainly comes down to Nielsen and the health of the brand that way. Obviously, we want to take a look at the all-important revenue picture that's going on for a station and obviously see how we can dig into that to potentially be able to uh, improve upon the revenue piece. And then, of course, now so critical that when you look at metrics, you've got to be able to determine how the digital metrics look, where is uh, the brand headed when it comes to digital performance on all platforms and how are they thriving in today's world where uh, consumers have many choices and options to be able to travel towards. So probably those three areas of focus when you walk in. Buzz, recently you posted a great article in Radio Inc. for broadcasters who have been, well, dislocated, which we link to, by the way, in the show notes. One of your key points was curiosity. Hey, we're curious. Can we go a little deeper on that? Well, sure. I just think when you try to prepare yourself for today and for the future, in whatever role that you're in, whether you're an on-air, whether you're part of programming management, the rest of the management in a station brand, it's critical that curiosity plays into every day and every moment. 
how can you, as it's been brilliantly put by others, take that beginner's mindset approach when you are part of a brand and to try to improve upon that brand? We're so used to, we've always done it that particular way, but I think this beginner's mindset is a critical part when you add curiosity into the equation and you sort of think about what the possibilities are. What can we do to better enhance performance, to better use all of our channels of distribution, to better potentially monetize those channels of distribution? So I think that curiosity piece is something that if we don't live in that manner, certainly in the business and craft that we're in, we're doomed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thinking about ratings, especially during non-COVID times, we know that getting a good sample in virtually any market can be tough for both radio and TV, let alone online spaces like streaming and podcasting, especially with earbuds. So what guidance might you offer to a local market, met GM, PD, even a host, to make the most of the current audience measurement system as it stands today? Well, I think you really have to pause, first of all, and not overreact to the data that's coming at you, that it's really easy with the neuroses of programmers to be able to take that information and maybe be irresponsible about it. A radio station can go from the top of the game and then suddenly the programmer can look like an idiot all of a sudden and it has nothing to do with anything that's really <laughs> happened. It could be something as simple as a market condition. You've got to stop and pause before you overreact to the data. And I think beyond that, the other conditions that take place in a market can be very, very critical. Obviously, sporting events can be critical to sort of upend performance and make stations that were top tier not look like they're top tier. So I think a lot of it is the interpretation of data, the ability to be able to pause for a second and say, let's not just look at a weekly, but let's look over a long enough trend period of time so we can be responsible with what's happening. And mm. when you really think about the way data comes out, particularly on the Nielsen side, I mean, I'll applaud Nielsen for this. One of the various entities over time, advisory councils and coal rams committees have urged over time Nielsen to have that transparency of information. Uh, one of the best things they did some years ago is release these things called the control panel reports where you can get up close and be able to determine, all right, well, we know why Station X went down because one of their heaviest panelists celebrated a birthday and went from 54 to 55 years old. And, right, and, right. and you know, you see that answer. So I think there's important factors when considering how we interpret data so we can stay on brand. Buzz, speaking of data, you're a champion of big data and how local media can harness it to better serve audience and advertisers alike. What are the very first steps a radio station or a cluster should take to get on track with consumers and big data? Well, I think pulling the local teams together and being able to first assess every bit of data that's available and whether it's being utilized properly, because once again, back to my earlier statement, there's so much data, people don't really know what to do with it. So I think kind of an inventory and an audit of the existing data is a good starting point. But then I think 
with so many other tools available to marketers and broadcasters that are out there, I think it's probably responsible to be able to, when thinking of data, think of the other options to maybe put into your mix, if you will, to add to the data story. Uh, with these new tools that are out in the marketplace, it's possible for a market or a cluster or a company to do some experimentation, to be able to do some A, B sort of testing when it comes to the data that's coming in. And once again, with the end result, being able to really tell that story for the advertising community and obviously make it a better engagement between the brand and that community. So I think it's easy to get blinded by the data that's coming at us, but we can't forget what that story is that we're looking for that needs to be told. And I think we've got to get better at telling that story. And as we tell that story, I mean, it seems a lot of the data we're talking about is external, but also our internal database. If done correctly, couldn't that be a big part of it too? I think they should be doing it. I think some are doing it. I think some are painfully behind in that process. And I think we've got to get out of the set it and forget it mindset. We, When you set up a database, let's set it, let's do the basic obligation with that audience relationship, and then let's move on to our next priority. That's the wrong way because the beauty of these databases is, you know, these are the frequent flyers. These are the people to be able to really find a way to surprise and delight and touch these people and make them really excited, learn their loves, and be able to really learn their behavior as well. So, I feel like there's some that are really masters of this, but I think many cases, broadcasters tend to set it and forget it with a lot of things, a lot of strategies. Right. And right. these strategies need to be evolving and they need to be surrounded by an environment of seeking continuous improvement. So what steps should smart PDs, GMs, even air talent be taking today to make sure they're prepared for the shifting media landscape and tomorrow's audience measurement when it's across all platforms. Well, back to the curiosity piece, they need to be curious about other forms that potentially are out there to be able to put into the mix of things. You see television far more reliant on these other possibilities of measurement as they prepare for the future. So I think that curiosity piece comes into the equation. What's the beginner's mindset if we really think about how to send that story out, basically, that needs to be told in the advertising community in the best possible way? So I think time devoted with management teams and being able to really craft these stories and craft these strategies and refine them and tweak them over time so they become better. I think in many cases, we would all admit we're living in an era where there's a lot asked of programmers and there's certainly a lot asked of market managers. So more difficult jobs than ever in both cases and a lot of meetings, right? I think it's important <laughs> to get the teams together and strategize in such a way on a regular basis that you're seeking that continuous improvement, how to be ready for the future and how to do it in a manner that's going to make that particular cluster stand out in the market place because as you guys know it's pretty blurry out there we are with the always interesting buzz night hey is there somebody you'd like to hear from well we'd love to hear from you email your suggestions to show at brandwithondemand.com and to hear more about where radio and even audio is headed you might want to check out some of the previous episodes they're all available from wherever you downloaded this Coming up, Buzz Knight shares some opportunities that may in fact be hiding in plain sight.
Hi, this is Dave from Music Master Scheduling, here with another Music Master raving fan. Hey, it's Tony Lorino from Throwback Nation Radio. Whether with my syndicated shows or programming winning radio stations in Atlanta, Kansas City, and more, they all had one thing in common, Music Master. And I am so happy to continue to use Music Master as our music scheduling software of choice. I cannot thank the Music Master team enough. Ready to become a Music Master raving fan? Visit MusicMaster.com for more info. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brandwood On Demand. We're with Buzz Knight today. Hey, Buzz, thinking about the state of media and all the different choices consumers have today, what opportunities do you find really hiding in plain sight that broadcasters can take advantage of this year? Well, I don't think it's necessarily hiding in plain sight. I think there are certain things that probably smack you in the head that are obvious, but I think one of the opportunities to really try to dig closely into becomes a more firm commitment to the best possible user experience and customer experience that a station or a brand or a cluster can really be proud of. I think those that stand out that are obsessed with that when it comes to the consumption of platforms or just the whole engagement experience between a customer and the entity, I think that's really critical in terms of the ability to kind of stand out and be different when it comes to what's out there in the marketplace. But I don't think there's a lot that's obvious. I think the most obvious thing comes down to stopping and pausing and finding that point of difference, no matter what it is, whether it's in the sales process whether it's in the programming strategy, whether it's the way a, a brand is deployed in the form of talent and the various resources. You know, as I said earlier, that beginner's mindset piece, maybe that is the most obvious piece that's not so obvious because if we can really take that mindset and be able to challenge ourselves, then we've got some new beginnings and I think we've got some new opportunities as well. Mm-hmm. One of the best and brightest. Our thanks to Buzz Knight. You'll find the expanded play of this interview. It's available in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. Our thanks to exec producer Cindy Huber. And coming up next, the OM of Nashville's top-rated stations. And spoiler alert, they're not even country. From Mix 92.9 and Hot 106.7 in Nashville, we hear from their programming guru, Barbara Bridges. That's a wrap, Kipper. Three words that will help you level up. I was wrong. We'll talk about the power of admitting you're wrong, this time in One Minute Martinizing. Find it in the show notes at brandupondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide.